Theot Fred, and welcome to The World Transformed. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic, ready to have some fun this evening. How about you? <laughs> yeah, we kind of... The, the the show on both Monday and on Wednesday, I, I highly recommend great shows, but they were a little bit downer. Sometimes we deal with the real stuff, and uh, sometimes the real stuff is a little bit downer, but not tonight. Not so. tonight. Tonight we're going to have some fun talking about one of our favorite subjects, space. One of our favorite subjects, going to Mars. One of our favorite subjects, the Russian space program. One of our favorite subjects, Elon Musk. How can you go wrong with this with this topic, yeah, right? This is, this is going to be great all around. Um, yeah, this no is just doubt. this is this is fun stuff, and we got this wonderful story that ran over in the Sun in UK. Vlad's new land grab. Vladimir Putin announces mission to Mars next year, followed by manned trips in bid to colonize the red planet. How about that? Talking about colonizing Mars. Russia on the map here now, talking about making their way to space. Now, this is really interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One is, obviously, you've got the whole story of Putin and his presence on the global stage, and we're not going to go there, okay? Who is he? What's he all about? But he is definitely a man who likes to make the big sweeping statements, and I think he's trying to present himself in, in a sense, it's a very interesting thing, talking about this bold visionary, we're going to go colonize Mars, is kind of a throwback, right? He's kind of doing an old-fashioned thing, because I, I think he wants to latch on to a little of that Soviet-era space glory, right? That back when, yeah. back when Russia was leading the world in technology. This is breaking news from 1968. Isn't it? Uh... <laughs> yeah, or 57 even, you know, Sputnik, right? Going all the way back. But but it's interesting that there's the players, right? Uh, the old space yep. race was the two superpowers pitted against each other. It was East versus West. The United States and the Western world versus the Soviet Union and the Eastern Bloc. Right? It was capitalism versus communism, right? It was two worldviews against each other, two halves of the planet taking each other on. And now here, here we've got a, potentially a new space race where we've got really nation states potentially participating, Russia being one, China being one, India has talked about moving into space. We talked, uh, we've done shows about this before, talking about how, you know, what the dynamics of a new space race might be. So you've got potentially nation states on the one hand, and then who's on the other side? Private organizations, right? A guy, basically, <laughs> on, on the other side, right? And this is what we've talked about so many times. It's the human imperative. It's the increasing capability of smaller groups of people or of individuals. So, so the capability that once belonged only to a superpower now sits with nation states or even smaller organizations, smaller entities. Uh, corporations. So, like a corporation, yeah. exactly, can take these things on. So here it is. Let's, let's handicap this thing. Let's put China aside, <laughs> okay? Put India yeah. aside. Let's look at the race, the matchup. Here it is. Okay, the throwdown. Ding, ding, ding. Here, here's the... <laughs> That's right. Russia yeah. versus SpaceX. Who's going to colonize Mars? Who do you like in this race, Stephen? You know, it's, it, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Uh, and on the one hand, we have uh, Musk, who has shown an ability to launch and land and relaunch, right? I mean, that's, yep. that to me is, is the key to making space real is having spacecraft that uh, we don't use up in one go, right? And right. that's what makes it ex- prohibitively expensive to do, uh, to do something like that. And if you're going to truly colonize a, a heavenly body like the moon or Mars, 
rather than just plant flags. You have to have that ability to have fully reusable spacecraft. Definitely, no, the that, economics are different. If you're gonna if you're gonna be yeah. launching all the time, you've got to look at how you make it work economically. And one thing I will say for the Russians is that they always did it on a shoestring compared to the U.S. That right. Uh, which they is why they're still in the, things with a small amount of money, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's why they're still in the launch business, right? Because they've got it down to a science, launching those Vostok rockets and those Soyuz rockets, and making getting stuff into low Earth orbit and making stuff happen. But they've also had some success. I think it would be a mistake not to point out they have sent probes to the moon. They sent a robotic probe to the moon that picked stuff up and came back to Earth back when we were sending humans to the moon, and it didn't get a lot of attention. They landed a craft on Venus and landed a craft on Mars before we ever got to the moon. So, I mean, they have actually sent things to other planets. Um, it's been a few years, right, but they have done these things. In, in the end, when we, when we were sending people to the moon, they ended up sending rockets around the moon, you know, they had tortoises that flew around the moon. It's like, first living thing ever to go around the moon. That was before Apollo 8. You know, it's like they were just kind of incrementally beating us in these little things. But, yeah, when we put a man there, they they did not. And right. then they gave up, right? That that was something that they didn't try to do. And they sort of adopted a Me Too kind of, um, we built a space shuttle, then they built one, they didn't like that. And they've really kind of stayed in their tried and true low Earth orbit Ever since. Well, here's another thing that they have an advantage of, uh, over anybody else on the planet, and that is they probably know more about the effects of long-term spaceflight on, on the human body and how to alleviate that than anybody else. I think that the cosmonaut, cosmonauts still hold the uh, record for the longest in space, although... <laughs> That's, they have the, the, the longest... Right? Longest anyone has ever spent in space was a Russian. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, although... Uh, we, we have uh, just recently brought home an astronaut that stayed up there for almost a year or something like that. We, we're, we're beginning to catch up to them on that. But still, when you're uh, uh, taking a trip that's nine months one way and then nine months to come back home, and then presumably you're going to be on Mars for some period of time, then you're talking about a huge period of, of time that uh, you're not on the planet, not on Earth. And um, and. and those guys have, have some knowledge about that. Yeah, I think so. when, you, when you give the Russians their due, you, there's so much you can say. First satellite in orbit, first man in space, first woman in space. So many firsts, so many big things they did early on and continue to be big, viable players in space to this day. So they look good that way. Obviously, they would have to up their game in a way they have not done in decades in order to right. pull something like this off. Vladimir Putin will have to put his money where his mouth is, and that's a lot right. of money that he would have to, to put into something like this. But assuming he's serious, just for a moment, probably right. he's just blowing hot air. But assuming he, politicians usually talk about space programs and usually nothing much happens. But let's just say for a moment he's serious. What would happen if the Russians really start gearing up for putting people on Mars? Would we respond? Would it become a true space race? And would the U.S. government say, Mr. Musk, you are now our program? And co-opt it or, you know what I'm saying, say this is our program, and suddenly Elon Musk's plan would become the U.S. plan. What do you think? I think there's a fair chance of that. There is some question in my mind whether Musk would want to go along with that. But you know what? There'd be huge money to be made in going along with that. <laughs> yeah, well, and and, he's, uh, he's, he's been he okay with taking man. government money up to this point, hasn't he? So, oh, I mean, yeah. He's, he's, never, yeah. he's never shied from that. Yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, I would think there's a fair chance of that. 
it's it's funny what Putin is uh, really doing here. He's taking a page from John F. Kennedy's playbook here. Yep. You know, if when you're behind in the in the race, you move the finish line, right? You beat us into orbit. You beat us here. You beat us here. You know what? Screw that. We're going to the freaking moon, right? That's, That's the right. finish line. That's and we're right. going to do it in this in this decade. We're going to do it. The part that's never quoted, but I, I love even more than we choose to go to the moon, he, he says, because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Right. Um, that's what it did. That, you know, we can, uh, we can look to Apollo, and it was a big government program and all that, but it organized us in science and, and, and gave this, this big, huge goal that people worked, they killed themselves to, to accomplish. I very much enjoyed uh, this weekend, Phil, last weekend, watching Hidden Figures. Good I do movie, recommend yeah. that movie. Yeah, have you seen it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that movie, yeah. I was just reminded in watching it how hard everyone worked. We just don't have a full appreciation. The right stuff gives it the perspective of the astronauts. This, this new movie sh- it tells the same story, of the, the Mercury uh, uh, program, but from the point of view of of the people behind it, and and how hard those guys were working, and and ladies, and it was uh, it, it was a truly great movie. I loved it. And the reason we worked so hard is because that was yep. a full blown war effort. And as we've discussed, that's right. That's right. The moon race was a front in the Cold War, and so when I look at this, I say, hey, you know what? If we're going to have a big global confrontation with Russia. Let's have this one, right? This this would be yeah. a good war to have with Russia, right? Let's let's race yeah, to the you know let's let's have a bloodless uh, war if we've got to have a war, right? Yeah, uh, let's race to Mars because then we we'll, plus we'll get to Mars, right? Not only will we not yeah. kill anybody, but uh, we'll get to Mars, or they'll get to Mars, or we'll all get to Mars. I mean, you know, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of really cool stuff that can happen there. Now, the alternative is that maybe we don't need a space race. Maybe we don't need maybe that era in history has passed, and maybe there's some way that Putin and Musk could cooperate and get humanity to Mars. Maybe it's a big enough project that Americans and Russians and Chinese and Indians and everybody could work together on it, and we could organize our energies that way in this cooperative model. I don't hear anybody calling for that, and you know that doesn't really serve Putin's kind of nationalistic purposes right now, but right. I don't know. Is there any, is there any hope for that sort of thing, do you think? <laughs> Little and none, I would think, because of exactly what you just said. What's motivating Putin is, is, is nationalism. Yeah, and Chinese, and, uh, too, and the Indians, too. Yeah, uh, That's right. The one person who seems not to be motivated by that is, is Musk. Right. He seems genuinely to be motivated by you know, fear of a number of things, including AI, which we mentioned earlier this week, yep. uh, and, and, and the desire to make us a multiplanetary species is, is really a backup to if there's some sort of huge problem on Earth uh, that... Uh, Hey, uh, maybe maybe we we don't have all of our eggs in one basket. I think that is what is motivating. He's and, playing uh, for the species, right? These yeah, others are playing right. for national pride. He's he's got a bigger game in mind. I think that's true. So he'd be willing to cooperate, I bet. But it would be it would be getting all of them too. That would be the that would be the trick. Well, we shall see. Anyway, I, to me, any story about anyone saying they want to go to Mars, I think, is great news because. It increases yeah. the chances that we'll get there, and it increases the chances that others will try and that will continue to push out into space. So 
for once, you know, I don't pay an awful lot of attention to the things he says, but this is one thing that Mr. Putin said that I was very pleased to see, and I hope he keeps talking this way. If he does something, that'll be even better. You know, you never run as fast uh, in practice as you do in a race, right? There you go. Um, and so let's make it a race. I think let's that's Let's make awesome. it a race. Let's go to Mars. Absolutely. Well, with that, you know what? We've made it to the end of another week. We started out buzz kills, but we ended with, hey, let's go to Mars. So I feel like we... Uh, We've done our work here. I'll tell you what, Stephen, let's come back next week, and we'll do it with three brand-new shows. Look forward to talking to you then. Look forward to having you all with us. And until next time, live to see it. 